Have you ever found yourself in a situation where somebody has said something or done something that doesn't feel okay to you, but instead of speaking up in that moment, you kind of just let it go, but then kicked yourself for it later thinking, you know, why did I not just say something? Why did I not speak up? I should have set this boundary. I should have protected myself better. And we're left in this kind of spiral of guilt and shame for not speaking up in that moment when we maybe needed to. This is something that happens to all of us from time to time. And it's been something that's been coming up a lot lately in my conversations with my clients. And so I wanted to record this episode to share with you three reasons of why we sometimes end up being silent in these moments when we later wish we had spoken up and some ways of thinking about this experience and this phenomenon a little bit differently so that you're able to tap into a little more power, a little more confidence, and find your voice a little bit easier when you are faced in a situation where maybe somebody's being rude, maybe they're blatantly crossing a boundary with you, and something is happening that you want to be able to speak up about. So thank you for joining me in this conversation. You are listening to the Boldest Love Podcast, and I'm your host, April Star Boyd, and I'm a coach and a therapist, and by this point in time, I've worked with hundreds, potentially now thousands of people all over the world for over the last decade where we've been talking about how we're showing up in our lives, in our conversations, in our relationships, and looking at how we can do that with more love more courage, and more kindness for the other person involved, but also for our own self. Because this is the piece that often gets forgotten and disregarded. Most of us are really good at taking care of and being aware of how something is impacting somebody else. This is a place where we start to really tune into what do you need? What feels true for you? What needs to be expressed? So thanks for being here with me. So this is a topic that, like I said, has been coming up a lot. And so I wanted to dive into it because first off, I think this is something that happens to all of us. I would love to be able to say that this is something I'm just immune to right now, that in a moment when I'm in an unpleasant situation or, you know, somebody's just said something that I'm not okay with, I would love to be able to say that, you know, I always am quick on my feet. I always respond with something that feels really satisfying to me. But the truth is, these moments often go by so quickly. And this is the first reason that I want you to just step back and consider and give yourself a bit of grace for. When we're looking at why we freeze up in these moments or why we didn't stand up and defend ourselves in a moment where we maybe needed to be protected. One of the reasons for this is that these moments often fly past us so very quickly. And what happens is, is that the body actually registers the insult or the boundary violation or the inappropriate thing 
or the, you know, undertone of what somebody was saying, really, right? Even if it looked like they were being nice and pleasant on the surface, right? The body registers the discrepancy with that. The body picks up on what's being said, really, or when something in this moment is off way before we consciously process what's happening, which is why we kind of end up in this moment where like we tense up, right? You know that feeling that I'm talking about. We kind of tense up, right? It feels like we kind of just got jabbed and yet, you know, our brain isn't sure what's happening just yet. So because that's literally what's happening. (laughs) Your body is faster than your mind. And so this is where the body is such an incredible tool. And we need to give ourselves a bit of room for saying, maybe it's not that moment where you speak up and get it right. But we need to extend, I think there's, let me rephrase this. I think that most of the time, what we're dealing with in these situations are people that we're going to have contact with again, right? Most of the times when we're kind of caught off guard in these moments, these are people that we're going to see repeatedly that we probably have an ongoing relationship with. And so you need to cut yourself a bit of slack because you're going to get a second chance, (laughs) right? You're going to get a second chance. And maybe that's because the issue is important enough to bring up and address at a later time. Or maybe it's just because this is a predictable pattern of how this person behaves and how they move through the world and do relationship. And so they're probably going to do that irritating, inappropriate, rude thing the next time that you see them. So if we can kind of expand our goal from perfection, which says I'm supposed to get it right in this moment and instead broaden this to the bigger relationship goal, we don't have to be able to catch these bullets that fly by us. That's uh, the term we use for it actually in couples therapy training, right? Where one partner says something snide or attacking to the other, right? We're catching these bullets as a therapist. But in our conversations and in our daily life, it's okay not to catch some of those bullets that come towards you, right? Obviously, metaphorically speaking. And instead, we bring ourselves back to How do I want to navigate this relationship in the bigger picture, in the bigger context of our interactions together? And remember in that, that sometimes it just takes a minute. Sometimes we need to be able to process something after the fact and then decide what we want to do with it. And I don't think that's necessarily such a bad thing, right? Yes, it feels satisfying and gratifying when there's a moment where we can kind of put somebody politely or assertively in check when they're being out of line. That feels great in those moments, but we need to give ourselves grace. Sometimes those moments just go by too quickly for us to fully register it until we've had a chance later 
to think it through a little bit more. And that's when we're able to be like, oh yeah, right? The sense I had that something was off made sense because that actually was totally unnecessary and unkind that this person, you know, made this comment about me or blatantly crossed a boundary that I tried to set with them. So the next thing is, is that we tend to freeze up because we're afraid that we're wrong. (laughs) So in this gap, right, between our body responding to something and our brains and our mouths catching up with that, what happens for a lot of people is they've been living with a lot of self-doubt. They've maybe had a lot of experiences in their life where people told them that they're being too sensitive, they're being too emotional, they're being too difficult. And, you know, many of us have kind of been conditioned to be what one of the women in our Bold and Love Collective referred to as the okay makers. (laughs) And I love this phrase so much. And so what happens is without really realizing it, We've been conditioned to just absorb and alchemize within our own bodies and within our own nervous systems so many things that are not okay that other people are saying or doing around us. And and what this starts to create is, well, and how this functions is actually self-abandonment and self-betrayal. Something's happening here that I'm not really okay with. This guy's making jokes or acting like a jerk, you know, or making jokes that I think are like not okay or hurtful to people. But I'm going to kind of laugh along anyways because this is uncomfortable and I don't want to rock the boat. Breach of self-trust. Breach of our own power. And so when we look at this, and that's just one moment, but we can also look at, you know, moments when we've put up with a bad boss and tried to convince ourselves, you know, that it's fine or stayed in a relationship that was not good for us and made up excuses for somebody else's bad behavior. All of this translates into a widening gap between here's what my body is telling me and my ability to trust it because we have discounted it, we have silenced it, and we have overrode what our nervous system is trying to tell us about something that it is or is not okay for us in any given moment a thousand times. And so two things can start to happen when we have developed this pattern of basically being the okay maker right? And not rocking the boat. One is that your system might actually stop giving you really strong, feelable signals that something's not okay. It's like the wires have kind of been cut because, well, if I call you, right, over and over and over again, and you never pick up the phone and all these times over the course of like years that I've called you, I'm going to kind of stop calling. And sometimes that's what our gut instincts can do. It's almost like they just kind of go silent. The other thing that happens is 
is it's like we don't trust that the information that we're getting is valid because we've talked ourselves out of it so much. So if I'm in a situation and somebody's doing something that I've asked them not to do, (laughs) right? Or, you know, behaving in a way that's somehow overstepping or stomping on me. It's like we don't really totally trust that the signal that our gut system is giving us that something is off and not okay here. We don't really trust that that signal is valid because we've talked ourselves out of it a thousand times. No, it's fine. No, I just need to be more tolerant. No, I just need to be more compassionate. No, they're just going through a rough time right now. No, that's just the way they are, right? And so all of this creates this bit of distance and gap between our gut instincts and our ability to act on that. It's like we need longer time after the event happened to process it through by ourselves and be like, does it make sense? I feel what I feel. But as we get really good at this, as we develop our self-trust, as we develop our willingness to listen to what our gut instincts and our emotions and our physical reactions are telling us about what is happening in our conversations or in our lives, it goes by faster and faster. We're able to respond to it faster and faster because we're listening and because we've now had a whole lot of experience and evidence to say, I know what I know. I know what I know. And I know what's happening right now in this moment is not cool. So much easier to speak up from that place. Which reminds me of this quote I heard, and I wish I could reference whose work this is because I don't remember, it's not mine. But the idea is that the most relaxed person in the room is always the most powerful person in the room. So when we're in this place of trusting ourselves, knowing that our emotions are a compass, living from this place of confidence of I know what I know, we're kind of just chill, right? We're kind of just moving through life at a bit of an easy flow. And so when something is happening, we're not clouded by, well, maybe it's because I was so stressed coming into this room already. Maybe I'm just reactive because, you know, of of this or this other unrelated reason. It's like we're just able to be present and attuned to what's happening in this current situation because we're just here for it. The most relaxed person in the room is the most powerful. And I would say one of the reasons of why that is true is because we can feel what we're feeling. We are present and attuned to the signals and data and information that our guts, our bodies, our hearts, our emotions are giving us in this feedback loop of how we're interacting with the outside world. And the third reason of why we sometimes miss this opportunity 
<clears throat> when a boundary is being crossed or when somebody's doing something or saying something that's not okay is we're afraid of conflict. So for many of us, this idea of asserting ourselves, standing up for ourselves, standing up for others can be kind of new territory. And at times we literally lack the language for what do I say and how do I respond for when this person is being disrespectful or hurting my feelings or doing something that's not okay. We're just unpracticed with that. And when we're unpracticed with that, it can create this fear of conflict. Also because, again, many of us have been conditioned Well, it's kind of like, do you ever have that situation where somebody's being really not okay, right? They've done something that's not okay. And then you've spoken up about it. And all of a sudden the spotlight's on you that instead of it focusing on the the behavior or the action that this person did over here that caused the problem, all of that is kind of now eclipsed by the fact that you spoke up about it. I certainly have been in that situation before. And so there's these times where we know that speaking up comes with a little bit of a risk. We're risking disharmony with this person, which many of us really dislike. Excuse me. But we're also risking that now we'll be a little bit of a target in this moment. Essentially, that there'll be pushback and a price to pay. And sometimes that's true, right? I've lived through experiences, small and big, where there's definitely been a price to pay for being willing to speak up, whether that's to protect myself or protect somebody else. And this is where we get anchored in, who are you really and what do you believe in? Because... When I check in with my truth, what feels really right for me, I'm not interested in being liked by everybody. I'm deeply interested in liking who I am. And I believe that in many ways, it's my willingness to speak up or say the hard to hear thing or rock the boat that actually makes me trustworthy. I've said before that if you're trying to be liked, if your biggest goal is to be liked by everybody, I actually can't trust you, right? We know that this is true. You know, you've had those people in your life that just are so kind of focused on being liked by other people that you know that they'll sell you out in an instant, right? If that secures their place socially or emotionally or whatever that is. And so the other kind of thing that happens So then what happens is we become really inexperienced with conflict and we code it as being risky and bad. But the other thing that happens is, is that the more we kind of risk doing conflict, the more we see that actually there's many, 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 many other moments where it has the effect that we're hoping for. It just puts a pause and a stop 
on the unwanted thing that's happening. And this is because sometimes people don't really know that they're at a line, even when it feels like it should be obvious. And there's some people that kind of have a bit more of a bully personality where it's like, or a super dominating personality where it's like, they'll just kind of throw their weight around to see how far they can go until somebody's like, Hey, that's enough. And it's fascinating for me to have, you know, kind of just in my own social research, informal research and study on this, how often it's incredibly easy and simple to put somebody in check when we are operating from a place of connected to our own power and our own relaxed state. Because then we're not bringing in an emotional charge that escalates things. If I'm speaking from a place where I'm super angry, super triggered, super animated, now we kind of increase the risk of conflict because we both have unstable energy that's happening in that room. When I'm in a place that is grounded, when I'm in a place where I know what I know, and part of that for me is knowing that I'm just operating from love. My intention is never to hurt anybody but I absolutely will not let anybody else be harmed either, whether that's my own self or somebody else. So when I know that that ultimately is the foundation that I'm standing on, it becomes really easy to just be gentle and matter of fact of calling somebody out on things in a non-aggressive way. In the past, when I look back on my younger years, which is kind of embarrassing and hilarious to me now, because I was so inexperienced with conflict, conflict to me was I have to be ready for a big fight. So when I did speak up or when I did go to defend myself or somebody else, it was like I'm coming out like blazing, right? Which is not super graceful not very elegant and not really, you know, how I want to live at this stage of my life. But it's kind of all I knew how to do at the time, right? So I give myself grace and forgiveness for that. And also a bit of respect for the girl that, you know, in some moments was was asserting herself, even if that wasn't pretty at times. So when we look at this, the more you kind of practice conflict, the more we experience, yeah, there's some moments when I'm going to be challenged on that or when somebody's going to like me less, but that's probably by somebody I don't really like that much either. So it's fine. (laughs) And also it doesn't have to be a big fight, right? It can just be this moment. It's like those Strange metaphor, but the picture I'm getting in my head is like, you know, when you go to the bowling alley and they've got those like bumpers that go into the gutters so that like when kids are practicing and throwing their balls down the lane, they stay within those lines. That's how I want to be for people, right? That's the way that I want to move through my conversations in my life. I don't need to go and kick the ball. I don't need to smash it out of the way. I don't need to yell and scream at the person who threw it, you know, into the gutter. I just want to be like those bumpers that just are like, hey, I'm just going to nudge you back over here. 
you got a little bit out of line over there. So let me just gently and simply nudge you back over here into this lane where there can be harmony. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And if this feels useful to you, the best way that you can thank a podcaster is to share this work with somebody else. And I am going to put a link in the show notes because right now I'm offering up spaces. I've opened up a little more room in my calendar to be doing some more one-to-one coaching sessions. So if you're in a place where maybe you've been overthinking an issue, but you're still kind of not getting anywhere with it, maybe you've been losing sleep, figuring out how to handle a relationship or a conversation or a boundary that maybe needs to happen in your life. Maybe you just really need to get good at learning to trust your own instincts and figure out what's true for you. What do you need really? And how do you go about getting that? So if any of that feels interesting to you, send me a DM on Instagram or email me. All the information will be in the links and I can give you a little bit more information about working with me one-to-one. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time.